welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, church. I am so excited to be hosting this yet again. Um, second week uh, running. I've got two of our amazing small group leaders, Jody and Kylie, with me, as well as Penny from our core team. Um, so they're going to be sharing some great insights, revelation, encouragement around our theme of encouragement this morning. And uh, so we're going to get into it. Let's welcome the ladies. It's great. All right, we're going to start with Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25. We didn't talk about this last week, um, so I wanted to start with this scripture this week and we'll go from there. So I'm going to read it out and then we'll talk about it. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day approaching. So when I read this couple of verses, um, it speaks, you know, about a few different key elements um, in it that I just wanted to kind of highlight it and then get your feedback on it as well. And um, so it goes, you know, hold on to hope. Like Justin, last year or the year before, spoke about hope and and, um, that was incredible teaching on hope. And then he is faithful. I will always mention that. God is so faithful. It's a core belief of mine. He's faithful. And then I use the word he intentionally spur because it says consider, was it? Consider how we can. So you're putting thought on how you can spur, how you can support, how you can intentionally think it's a thought through process. We don't do it flippantly, but it's a thought through process. Spur one another to love and good deeds. Don't give up meeting together. Last year, that verse seems a bit of a contradiction, but it's still relevant today. Paul wrote this to you know, back then, and it's still the Word of God for today. Don't give up meeting together. Why? So we can encourage each other the purpose so we can encourage each other. And I love that Paul in these few verses have jam-packed so much gold, so much intent and purpose and encouragement and for us to live by today. And um, I'm going to pass on to Penny. What are your thoughts on that? What stood out to me when I read this scripture, and I was reading from the Passion. So I'm just going to read the bit that stood out to me, which was about, follows on from um, Don't Neglect Meeting Together. And the bit that stood out was come eager to encourage and urge each other onward. So when I think about that, I think, hey, you know, you come to church sometimes to fill up your bucket, to get refreshed. That's going to happen at church. And that's awesome. But the purpose that we're supposed to have in our heart when we come is that we're going to encourage someone else. I just, you know, I imagine what church would be like if we all purposed in our heart Saturday night, Sunday morning on the way, in the car park before you come in, that your purpose in being here is to encourage someone else. And, you know, Tash asked us a few weeks ago, point blank, to show up on time because it would encourage the creative team. They've been here since eight. They're ready to start and they need our encouragement. So, you know, it's not just about speaking words to someone and having a word from God to speak encouragement. It's about acts. You know, you said do, doing creative things, thinking, intentioning in your heart to encourage someone. So there's many ways we can encourage. And if we came to church with our heart intent not being, man, I need refreshing or I need something today. I'm coming to, 
to get a boost, but we came with a purpose in our heart. I'm going to find this one person and I'm going to encourage them in what they're doing, or I'm going to encourage the worship team by being in the front row and cheering them on, literally, or I'm going to come and serve on the till in the cafe and encourage Hill and encourage people that I, that I serve by saying, have a great day, then it would change the culture of our church. And so I just, I really like that bit about being eager to encourage and urge each other onward. That's what stood out to me. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing, Penny. I love that. What what really stood out to me is um, let's hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. That section for me, I just felt like my confession of hope is Jesus, always is. But I can rock up to church on a Sunday and my confession of hope could encourage someone else to find that. Um, And I think what we can do in the room with um, just our own confession, our own belief, our own standing firm in who we know he is to us can encourage someone else to find him in that way, in their life, in that moment. And so I find that is the most encouraging thing for me is that I can influence someone else by just standing firm in who I know he is to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And I think that's the, 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 the thought process, like I wrote here, the part where it says, don't give up men together. Growing up, I'm a church kid. I'm a pastor's kid. I've been to church my whole life. I used to see it as a guilt thing. Like, you know, dad would say it or, you know, someone will say it. And I used to feel like, oh, you're guilting me into coming to church because the Bible says don't give up. So you're guilting me in. But it wasn't until I was actually meditating and I'm like, no, the whole purpose of coming to church, it's not a guilt thing. It's an encouragement thing. It's a support thing. It's a connection, relationship, intentional decision of I'm, I'm, you know, a stake's in the ground. This is a great decision for my life for these reasons. This is what I'm doing. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So my children love coming to church. Like Sunday is their favourite day. We get up, mum, is it singing day today? Because they sometimes come into work with me. So they know now the difference between a church day means singing day versus a, I've got to go in and help mum do some work day. But they love it. And that's the thing of, no, we're gathering together for the purpose of encouragement, not to guilt my children or not to you know, force people. The last thing we need, Justin and I, is to say, come to church and force people. That's not our heart, but let's do it because it's it's a great idea for us. All right, so let's talk about some of the questions that, the, um, that we did last week because um, you will all have different takes on those questions and different perspectives and that will release different gold and different people will um, react to, uh, receive from that as well. So what does encouragement mean to you? Uh, For me, encouragement is hope and I feel that it brings hope to other people, especially if they're not sure but they feel like they're doing the right thing. And if someone encourages them on their path, it's like, oh, okay, I'll keep going. You know, I'm on the right track or, yeah, okay, I've been seen. And I think that's the other thing for me is I feel seen. Um, And also the fact that someone's taken the time to um, actually – acknowledge acknowledge you really um a thought about you taking the time whether it be just to say 
hey, you know, you're doing a great job or whatever it might be. So um, everyone is so busy these days. We're all time poor. <laughs> but I think encouragement is so important in that regard. Yeah. Well. Mm. yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think that encouragement to me is an action word. It's about doing something. Maybe it's saying something. Maybe it's um, buying someone something, which is one of my love languages. And I actually think encouragement comes a lot out of your love language. Um, I love to be really intentional to know something about someone and then deliberately go out and do something so that they feel seen and known. They feel like that person actually took the time to know what I love, know that I needed to be pepped up in some way and then did that. Um, and I think we are, as a church, getting really great at that. There's so much of it going on at the moment. It's just, I actually don't want to be out gifted ever. Like I really like to just be like one up. I love to just really bless people. It's my heart. I love to give gifts and to bless people. And I'm like having a hard time because everybody's in on it, which is amazing. Like it's a great problem to have. We're such an encouraging church and I think we need to understand that and keep going and spurring each other on. There's like a really big train going on in the church at the moment where people are giving and giving and encouraging and sowing in and it is just, it actually is very encouraging for everyone and everyone wants to get involved. So I think it's an action whether it's a word, whether it's a gift, whether it's mowing someone's lawn, whatever it is, it's doing something. Um, that is so good, Kylie. And I think the, the like huge point of that is small groups. And we'll, I'll, I'll keep hammering it and I'll keep, I did last week and I'll do it again this week. Small groups are so key in this as well because you've got people that you're connected with, that you're doing life with, that you can, I know you've got so much you could add on to this, Kylie, and I'm sure you will as the, as the next half of 20, 20 minutes goes. But um, yeah, that's so good. Let's jump into this. In the Bible, what is your favourite verse, passage, story about encouragement and why? I'd like to answer that. So um, in the Bible, one of my favourite people, I'll say one of my favourite people because the person I most want to be like is Jesus. Probably second place is Jonathan because he knew how to be a best friend and he knew how to encourage David. There was a call on David's life and he had some stuff go on that got in the way and there was a time, I won't quote the verses because I'll just go with the vibe, um, Saul was trying to kill David. David was hiding in a cave. Jonathan went to him with practical assistance and to encourage him. And what he did when he encouraged him was it wasn't revolutionary. It wasn't like some massive spiritual moment where God told Jonathan something David didn't know. He said, God called you. He repeated the promise that David had already been given. David had already been anointed to... He'd already been told what his future was. And all Jonathan did was repeat that, remind him of who he was. And, and what I love about that is that's something we can all do. Yes. You, can, you, can, you, you have permission to have a friend in church and you have permission to tell them who they are in God. Now, you don't have to know a bunch of special spiritual stuff about them. You just have to know God created them on purpose, knit them together in their mother's womb, Psalm 139, all of that stuff yeah. created as a child of the, the most high God, 
created with a purpose. God thinks about you all the time. Like it's not rocket science or weird or super spiritual or something you have to study for years to do is to be somebody's friend and tell them who God sees them as. And I love Jonathan's role in David's life because I don't think David would have got there. Well, he would have got there because God said he would have got there. But he might not have got there so quick. He might have got there with a few more battle scars if he didn't have Jonathan on his side going, mate, this is who you are. This is what you're going to do. I know it looks a bit right now. This is who you are. And to me, that's what encouragement is. Coming alongside someone, not ignoring the stuff going on, but saying, this stuff is just stuff and this is who you are. That's my favourite. <laughs> that is so good, Penny. One of my favourite scriptures that actually speaks encouragement to me probably doesn't always sound like that kind of scripture because it, a lot of people might think it's about more about faith or healing or whatever, but it's out of, it's where Jesus heals the, um, the paralysed man when his friends lower him through the roof. Um, it's from Luke 5, um, verse 20 in particular, Jesus responds to these friends' faith and actually because he was so encouraged that they had faith for their friend, he actually healed their friend. And I was thinking about, I often think about this, how Jesus actually, he wanted to encourage us in that moment that sometimes there are going to be people or circumstances in our life or other people's lives where they actually are going to need a friend to come alongside them and help them take that step and get them over the line because that maybe they can't get in the room. Maybe they can't um, reach what they need in that moment. But Jesus clearly shows us in this passage that we can step in and, encur and encourages us to do that and actually acts in that moment and heals that man. And so I actually find that, especially in my current season, so encouraging to just be able to go, I can actually step in and do something in a situation where this person can't. Yeah, that's great, Carly. And that kind of goes on with um, a little bit from the encouragement point of view with my favourite scripture is Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Because the other thing that's really quite real for some people is it's really quite frightening sometimes to actually go and share a word or to talk to someone, particularly if they don't know them. But God can still work through anyone. And it's it's like he's given us this courage to be bold and courageous. We don't have to yell. We don't have to be up on a stage or anything, but it could just be, hey, or you could write it down and give it to someone and it can still be a blessing to them. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something like, I know it's trivial, but like when I pray for the kids every night, you know, I'll make different declarations, but a constant one that I do is, is for, for courage, that they'll be courageous and have courage. And, and it is that reminder of he's given it to us. You know, it can still be scary. It can still be, ah, but he's given us the courage to do it. And if you're feeling nervous, if you don't, you know, what, know what to do, step into that because it's ours and um, you can't go wrong when you're encouraging someone. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, over the last term, I mean, honestly, as a church, I have loved the last couple of years and the journey and what we've been building as a church. But um, this last term of encouragement and Justin's stepping into prophetic the next couple of weeks, but has just been incredible. So has there been any revelation, any teaching, anything that stood out to you guys in regards to encouragement that we've been talking on? For me, I think... um The biggest revelation I've had is about believing the best in someone else. Um, For me, that looks like being able to encourage somebody back to their best when they're not believing it themselves. But also it's encouraging me to look for the gold in someone else all the time. Instead of having a thought like, what was your intention there? Remembering, no, they're, they're like this. This is who they are. This is their nature And then having a conversation with them and finding like the gold in the relationship and acting from that section. I think we can forget and it's really easy to get caught up in when stuff goes down. Oh, you know, I'm hurt by that or I'm this, you know, why did you say that to me? But to actually stop and say, no, I'm actually going to choose right in this moment to believe the best about that person and act on that. I think we can actually change not only ourselves, encourage ourselves to go to another level, but we can bring other people to that level. Yeah, I I agree, Carly. I think that's great. It's um, the thing that stood out for me is that it's easy to do and it's also easy not to do. And so it can be a real challenge for someone who it doesn't come natural to. And then for someone that it does, it can be that, well, we're encouraging someone every week, like you were saying. Um, I think that's the simple discipline that we need to create there is to make it an easy thing. And it might be that someone just comes in and you go, hey, you look really good today. It, it doesn't have to be a massive revelation <laughs> or a prophetic word, but it could just be an encouragement to someone. And I, this is also where um, when we've been through the love languages, I think it's great if we can start to remember or write down some of the people's love languages because it's if we can encourage in the way that they receive and it fills them up, then it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. What you just said there was a bit of a revelation for me, Jodie. Like it's so easy to encourage but it's actually so easy not to. And I had never thought of that until you just put words right there is it is so easy not to and and you know we're going after as a church we are going after encouraging each other and supporting each other like you know when we shared the vision three in a couple of months years ago Justin and I like I went my heart for this church in in Dingley and the southeast suburbs and in this area is that people look and go like there is something in there I want to go I want to be a part of that I don't know who Jesus is but what they have their marriages are succeeding their families are strong their love for each other is genuine they're authentic people like all this encouraging they're supportive like this is what we're going after and you know unity and all the rest of it like there's so much power to it and it's easy to underestimate and go ah it doesn't matter if I don't encourage this person ah it doesn't matter they don't need it or whatever it's easy not to but that's not who we are and that's not what so much of the Bible is saying like especially you know in the New Testament encourage each other like we're encouraged all the time to do it so it's a challenge Um, So do any of you have a testimony of when you were encouraged or you encouraged someone else that you can share with us today? Yeah, I do. I am encouraged every fortnight by our small group. 
And I'm not just saying that. I just, you know, their contribution to the group, their encouragement, we have fun. Um, it's on, we're honest and, um, you know, vulnerable as well. And I'm really encouraged to show up every week and to keep growing and to keep pressing in because I'm doing life with these amazing people and it it's great. So, um, yeah, I, I love our small group and there's plenty of room for more. <laughs> So good. I love that, Jody. We love small groups. They're so good. Get on it. There's heaps of space. We'll always make space. It's so good. Um, I have like a lot of encouragement things that I could share, but I'm going to share one that actually happened this week um, to me, and that was through the lovely Marg box. So uh, Marg sent me a song and just an encouraging text um, just the other day and I thought okay I'm just gonna pop this song on and it, it's a song I've, I've probably sung a thousand times in my lounge room of, of late because we're always got worship music on and anyway as I was um, I started the song started playing I just felt I just felt on my knees and I thought man the power of God in that moment was so intense and then all of a sudden there was lyrics that I'd sung so many times in the last few months and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I never realised I sung that. And what I realised was there was a prayer that I'd been praying and in that moment it actually answered it. And I just felt so encouraged and I actually, I, I wrote Marg back and just said how beautiful it was and this moment with God and how encouraged I was. But I just think it's so important, those little things, like we might think it's insignificant to send a, a song or a text, but you don't actually know what's happening in someone's world. And in that moment, Marg didn't know that prayer that I'd prayed, but that song, that lyric actually put a word and an answer to something that I'd been asking the Lord about. So I felt super encouraged and, yeah, it was amazing. And I think that's so um, good to be able to go, you don't need permission. Like you don't need – is Marg in your small group? No. No. So it's not like, you know, you, you talk on a regular basis. I'm sure you say hi at church and it's, you know, but she is amazing. But I think the thing is, is she felt she, she could do it and everyone has permission to do this, everyone. And if you look on our Facebook, you know, group, whatever you're watching on right now, I'm going to look at the camera, Mitch, whatever you're watching on now – Everyone's name's in there. So if you don't have someone's number, you can messenger them on Messenger because they're in the group and um, actually encourage them. Like you don't need permission. You can do this. Yeah. So before you encourage someone, because you three do do this really well, before you encourage someone, do you actually ask God who to encourage? Do you just do it when someone pops into your head? How do you go about finding people to encourage? Speaking for myself, I, um, I'm a process person. I like tasks. I like doing things like this in an orderly fashion, as you know, Lee. Um, so there's a few different ways that I go about encouragement because uh, Justin quoted someone recently as saying that when you create a habitat, uh, when you create a habit, you can create a habitat and I want to live in a place of encouragement. So intentionally, I have a reminder set in my phone for every Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, it says, write encouragements. And that's something that I do as a matter of process because I'm trying to create a habit. So when that alarm goes off, I pause, I think, 
I just go, who, who pops into my head? And I start writing encouraging things because whether you know someone or not, you know what the Bible says about how they were created. So you can just send them, hey, I'm thinking of you today. And that actually changes someone's world. Hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. Did you know that God said this about you? Even something generic from the Bible, powerful. And then you'll find that Holy Spirit will tell you some more things. You'll type some more stuff that uh, might feel weird and go, why would I say that? I don't know that about them. But if you type it, you'll get a message back that goes, oh, wow, you saw me and you told me something powerful. So that's one thing that I do to create a habit. And the other thing that I do, which is partly for myself, this is something that Ahab talked about in the school. And this has been really powerful for me. So I hope that this um, helps some other people on here. Ahab talked about how he has some tendencies in his life to have seasons or moments when he comes under some negative thinking. And um, I believe that he used the word depressing thoughts and negative thinking. So that can happen because of circumstances or whatever, depression. Where encouragement lives, depression cannot. And so what Ahab says that he does is if he feels that way coming upon him, he intentionally goes out. He called it an encouragement bomb. He intentionally walks around for the next hour and speaks to anyone who's nearby and goes, hey, you look great today. Hey, I'm so glad that you were here yesterday and helped me with that thing because it was super helpful. Hey, and he goes and intentionally encourages five to 10 people. Again, not rocket science, not prophetic words, just something encouraging because where light is, darkness cannot stay. So he can shift his own countenance and his own attitude, but also in in a spiritual context, he can shift where he's at by saying something intentionally good to someone else. And so I took that on board because occasionally circumstances, lots going on. Um, I'll drop the kids off at school, get back to my desk at 9.15, look at the list and go, oh my God, I I can't do today. I'm not going to get this done. And I'll go, right. I'm going to send three text messages to people I know, tell them that it's going to be a great day and they're going to have a great time. Stuff's going to go well. And so that's, you know, I do an intentional weekly thing because I want to create a habitat, but I also use it as a tool to encourage myself and to change my countenance when I need help by giving it to someone else. Uh, Yeah, really encouraging, Penny. It's great. Um, I tend to just do it as I feel prompted. Um, Sometimes if God's popped a person's name on my mind or my heart, then I'll say, okay, God, what word do you want, want me to give them? And it might be one word. And then I think, okay, so same. I'll just start typing out a message and then it just can flow out of there because it's like I don't want it to be mine, my doing. I want it to, I'm the conduit. I want it to be God. So, yeah. I think that I do both. So sometimes I'll just do it off my own thought. But then I also think I try to align myself with the Lord so much that I have his thoughts. So perhaps his thoughts are actually coming through as And I think, did I think that or did he think that? That's a good spot to be, you know. Um, But I think the Lord will put someone on your heart. But at the end of the day, like Penny said, just make it a lifestyle. Just be intentional. Just say, well, actually, I want light and encouragement to be coming out of me. Um, And schedule it if you need to schedule it. 
or otherwise, if it's a natural thing, set yourself some goals. Hey, how many people can I encourage? Because one small word of encouragement can change the trajectory of someone's life, not just their day, but their life. So I think we can do it all. We can have a thought. God can give us a thought. It's just about doing it. So on that note, all three of you have got an encouraging word for someone in church. So I'm going to say this again. Um, I'm going to look at the camera. I'm going to say this again. If um, you're watching from home, just tag the person uh, that's being encouraged in case they're missing it and uh, then they know where to look at to get their word. So Kylie, who are you encouraging? Uh, Yeah, this morning I would like to encourage Judy Dove. Um, Judy, when I asked the Lord who he wanted me to encourage, you were immediately someone that came to mind. And then um, I asked the Lord what he wanted to say to you. Um, I had a bit of a process with that. It was a bit different, but it was fun. But what the Lord actually said to me is that you carry a lot of authority. And then he was sharing with me that you are a general in the kingdom of God. And a general is someone who is not just over like one small army, but over like an entire regiment of an army. And they're also somebody that is used in the planning and strategizing of the kingdom or of their fleet, their army, whatever. So the Lord was saying to me that you are an integral part of his army, that he's going to use you to strategize and plan different things that he has for the kingdom. Um, And he just wanted to really say to you and encourage you that he has an open door for you. And what the Lord, I think it's in Revelation somewhere, Boxy will probably be able to put it up in the comments. Cheers for that. Um, That the, there are doors that the Lord opens that no one can shut and doors the Lord shuts and no one can open and you have an open door. So I just want to encourage you. The Lord is just really pleased with you. He has a great plan for you. He's not finished with you yet. You carry great authority and you are a general in the kingdom. Bless you. That's awesome, Kylie. Uh, when I asked the Holy Spirit who I should be encouraging today, The answer that came to me was Linda and Linda, we talk and my children were in creche for many years, but uh, you're not in my inner circle of mates. So I found it surprising that you were the one that popped into my mind. But uh, what I wanted to say to you is um, you are a blessing to many families in this church. What you do in the creche, it brings refreshing Um, particularly to young mothers who uh, really benefit from being able to sit in church. Um, They do a lot of uh, time with their children through the week and what you give to them is a gift on Sunday mornings. And the work and the effort that you put into that behind the scenes is, um, it doesn't go unseen. God sees, he knows the effort and the love and the... um, how much you care about what you put into that. And so I both wanted to thank you and I also wanted to encourage you that what you're doing is refreshing families. And the cool thing about God is that when you sow, you reap. And so what God has got coming for you right now is a time of refreshing where you'll be refreshed in your um, physical world, in your body, in your well-being, in your emotions, in your family, in your work and spiritually as well. So um, you've given heaps and it's coming back a hundredfold, a new season and a new time of refreshing for you. 
Okay. Awesome word, Penny. And I have, uh, when I was asking the Lord, I've got Matt Moira. So Matt, I asked the Lord uh, what he wanted me to share with you and encourage you with. And um, he says, you're a quiet achiever. Uh, You're solid as a rock and you have a heart of gold and God sees you. So, um, and uh, I believe God is doing some pruning in your life and he wants you to do the same. So that might be pruning items from your home or work changes or even people in your life that are no longer serving you. So um, wherever that is for you, maybe just sit in that. Um, But I believe that God is doing a great work in your life and he wants to continue moving you along the path and the plan that he has for you. Uh, in order to do that, there's some pruning needed and it's never comfortable, but it's, it's always necessary. But I just encourage you to let God um, lead you and guide you, um, guide your steps and your thoughts in everything you do. So, yeah, just in closing, um, one of the other thoughts I just wanted to share was um, my, I own a beauty salon and my business motto is to have people leave feeling better than when they walk through the door. And that might be through a treatment, but it might be through a conversation or word that I speak or even just listening to them. So um, people receive encouragement in different ways. And I, I think it's just for us to be open to receive, like tapping into to how people receive it and responding accordingly. That's so good. It's um, so important that we, that is our focus, that is our goal is I want people when they encounter me, when they see me, when they have a conversation with me, that they leave uplifted, that they're not leaving, like that they had a positive experience. Mm. I'm going to close by this verse, Hebrews 3.13. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Not a great ending to a verse there, but what I want to focus on, I'm going to look at the camera, what I want to focus on with this close is the point of encouragement. The the encouragement is so important. If we don't encourage each other, uplift each other, support each other, intentionally spur each other on, if we're not doing this, then our lies, which is what Justin has been talking on, the brief faith, we lose our focus, your kingdom come, our our eyes and our attention can get distracted, distractions come and brief faith can set in. But as we encourage each other in our faith, as we encourage each other in our lives and in our walks, we get stronger and strengthened and distractions don't creep up as much and uh, they become less obvious or less frequent in our lives. So I want to encourage you, church, as we're finishing up today, um, encourage each other in the comments afterwards, encourage each other, support each other, intentionally seek each other out and bless each other um, because not only am I saying it because it's a good idea, but the Bible says it, which makes it a great idea. So um, be blessed, church.